KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Shopping experience has changed for everyone in every store in the midst of the COVID 19 pandemic. But what changes will stick around once the pandemic is over? Are stores and companies starting to market and position themselves for a world where COVID-19 is in the rearview mirror? Will readily available hand sanitizer be a selling point for your shopping experience down the road? Wanted to talk more about this, so we reached out to Sherry Lambert. She is an assistant professor of marketing at Temple University's Fox School of Business. Really fascinating conversation. Give a listen. So let's paint with a broad brush to start. The retail sector, how has it handled the last year, you think? Oh, my gosh, Matt. So undoubtedly, COVID has changed, right? Life, um, daily life around the globe, and some of which will stick. According, I think it was McKinsey, uh, more than 60% of consumers adopted a new behavior, And they plan to stick with that new behavior even after the pandemic. So one of the things that we've seen from a retail side of thing and from consumer behavior is that the digital experience has really been refined with regards to retail now. Virtually every sector made the shift to digital from interior furnishings, tires, Right to sporting goods, to toys, hardware. And they're definitely impacted, right? They're definitely impacted. And so what we're seeing is that digital channels will likely continue to grow and continue, though, to expand beyond 2021 and so on. To that point that the pandemic changed everything, are you starting, are you anticipating and are you already starting to see companies in their marketing and their advertising position themselves for life after the pandemic. Oh my gosh, yes. So if you recall from the start of it, there was this sense of community that people were marketing and they were saying things like stay home, be safe, right? Now we're seeing messaging that says we're back, we're open, we're excited to see you, right? So we definitely see this this companies that are marketing themselves with this sense of community. And they're also really trying to wrap their arms around how they're going to communicate that they can accelerate delivery to meet the needs of the rising consumers' expectations. So you'll even hear companies, so Adidas is one example. Adidas is a sportswear company. They do more than just tennis shoes, obviously. They have decided that they're going to do a massive major shift to DTC, direct to consumer, right? So instead of just retail brick and mortar, they're going to do that as part of their plans. And they're marketing themselves to that. You know, in 2019, I think DTC was uh, 30% according to Retail Dive about Adidas, 40% in 2020. They're saying 50% of their sales is going to be direct to consumer. So they are marketing themselves and they're positioning themselves for that now. I'm very interested, uh, focus of a lot of commercials, a lot of advertising, a lot of marketing over the last year. I would say after like the first month or two was keeping you safe. We have enhanced mm-hmm. uh, cleaning protocols, 
hand sanitizer available, obviously masks required, stuff like that. When do we stop seeing that being a focus point? Do you think we're already kind of there? Do you think, or do you think we might see that linger in some sectors well beyond this because uh, it just gives people an extra layer of comfort? I think it's a, a it's a good question. I think that we're seeing that it's the cost of entry, right? You just have to have it. And as consumers, we're expecting individual stores, store owners, retail establishments, even big box retailers just to have it. And they expect us to wear masks. But we're going to also see things that if you peel back the layers, that if you really look at what's happening when you're in the actual physical store, you're going to see that the store has done some things for the safety of the consumers, right? So we're going to see actual shopping not going away. While while I just mentioned direct-to-consumers on the rise and that e-commerce is going to continue, but individuals will continue to want to go to the stores, right? I just was at the mall last week. It looked like pre-pandemic days, right? I couldn't find a parking spot. There was tons of people just kind of walking around. I had no need to go to the mall because people want that immersive experience. And I think we're all, not that we're done with it, but we're tired of being home. We want people. We want to be around the public, right? So we're going to see a combination, of omni-channel, as we call it in the industry, omni-channel like an experience or a hybrid model of shopping in the store and also on via e-commerce, that's safety in itself, right? So we're going to see stuff that are in terms of contactless purchases. Stores may serve as a destination for consumers to touch and fill products, right? But then they might order them online, right? Again, the physical space becomes a fulfillment center of sorts, right? And we're, we're seeing that being so much so that maybe we'll have less packed malls, less packed people because it's a safety concern. Also, what we're going to see stores doing besides having the, you know, I think the hand sanitizers are going to be there to your original question, but we're going to have more concierge services, And that used to be termed as like something for the highbrow premium brands, you know, it was the high end. But I think we're going to see that with the rise of social distancing, we're still going to look at, you know, being that six feet apart. Concierge is going to turn into more that curbside pickup for businesses, big and small. So, you know, we call that um, the BOPIS, right? Buy online, pick up in the store at the curb. Yeah, that was my next question, because I think that's the one thing a lot of people have gotten really used to is the Uh curbside pickup. So you think that's not only going to stick around, but that's going to become a major, that will become a a major spoke in the wheel going forward, even after the pandemic? Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of the hybrid models, as I said, but we're going to see that over and over, right? So I think you're going to see retailers take that step further. Right? They're going to personalize in-store appointments as well as personalized messages around loyalty. And then they're going to spend time talking to you like online, virtual consult and so forth, and that you can then run to the store and pick up your item. I think it's going to just – it's going to be there. It's not going away, 
the buy, buy online pickup at the store. It's just going to be more personalized. And I think we're going to see stores really and retailers really being innovative in how they reach and touch consumers because they want to make sure that there's some personalized, right? Otherwise, if they're, if they're not, Matt, they're going to lose it to other people on the digital space, right? So they still want that personalized. Could we see things, and I, I don't even know what this would look like, but with regards to the curbside pickup and stuff like that, could we see big box stores start to spawn little satellites that are simply used as places to come pick up? Because I know now it's just like a hand, most places, it's like a tent, mm-hmm. a handful of parking spots and, you know, stuff. And it's convenient, but could you see places that have the capital, that have the means, start to create specific areas that are just pickup but have like a little fulfillment center type store there that they can drop stuff off. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. No, Um, you see it happening now, right? So spaces have undergone these redesigns and you're starting to see it. If you go to Target, you go to Walmart, you're starting to see what they're doing. They're accommodating this reduced physical exchange with consumers, right? So they're doing things that involve mobile payment systems rather than that static point of, you know, uh, point of sale counters. But you'll see other improvements or changes. Several prominent retailers, as I mentioned, focused on blending that online and in-store shopping, emphasizing this more engaging, as I said, but socially distant. And Walmart, for instance, has recently grabbed the headlines announcing that it was going to overhaul over 200 of their super centers into what they're calling airport-inspired stores. So what that means is that they're, they're going to be more prominent with their signage, contactless checkout, and other inconvenient, you know, other touch points with people. But the physical store itself is no longer going to be considered like that final destination, right? I said I went to the mall and I just kind of was wandering around. And that's part of that, that journey, that's not going to be part of it. It's combining the strength. And so you end up shrinking the actual physical space where people go and shop around and you're expanding the fulfillment center type of area where they're either shipping, they become a distribution center, or you've got more areas that people come in or drive through, right? Drive through and pick up their items that they've ordered before. IKEA is looking at reducing their space. Walmart's reducing their space. Target's looking at it more like a convenience type model, convenience store type model. It's going to be different. All this being said, and nobody wants to have gone through the last year, Mm. but with all the trends that have been accelerated, the things that have been shown to work, could a lot of stores actually be in a better spot? better position going forward with all these options for shoppers. Like these are all things that maybe we would have seen over a 10 year period as focus groups came through and people, but it would have been very deliberate, relatively slow. Everybody kind of inching out. Everybody had to jump off the pier full throttle here. Yeah. Like I said, the road here is one. No one wanted to travel, but looking forward, will it be a good thing for the stores? All these options that they have developed. 
I absolutely believe it will be. Um, if 2020 did nothing else um, beyond the chaos, right, um, opportunity grew from that. And it did. Absolutely, like you said, it accelerated trends that were inevitable. These things were happening, right? We're reducing our, our footprint, um, our actual physical footprint, and we're expanding our digital footprint. That was going to happen in 10 years. It just really pushed us. Instead of, you know, as you said, instead of us tiptoeing and putting a toe in the water, we jumped in. And I think you're going to see more and more retailers, more and more companies were innovative, we're innovative and we're going to think outside of the box and we're really looking at ways that we're going to embrace this new normal. And it truly is the new normal for us. One of the things I'm curious about, and we talked about, you know, whether stores will stop pointing out how safe they're trying to keep mm. stuff like that. How do you think stores will unwind mandatory masking? How do you think... We will see. Will they wait for the pandemic to be declared over by the WHO? And it sounds like I'm joking, but I'm being serious. Like when a, a, the major health organization says the pandemic is over, do you think it will be a state by state thing? Does it become maybe only in a short term, but a point of, hey, we will now allow you to shop without your mask? Could we see some of that? Where do you think? Because that's one of the things I'm curious. Mm. That's the bell that's going to be very interesting to see how it's unrung. That's interesting. I'm not sure that we're going to get to that point where they're going to announce like retailers, right? I don't know that they're going to announce. I think we're still going to see the signage at the door that says we wear a mask for your safety. So we hope you do as well. What we may see is that the enforcement from the retailer and the floor salespeople is not going to be there, right? Right now, if you're not wearing a mask, and I've seen it, I've seen the anti-mask people. I don't know if that's what they're called. Um, I've seen them go into the store without a mask or they're in line at Starbucks or at a coffee shop and somebody will say, you need to have a mask on. And they say, no, it's my right. I don't need to have a mask on. I think it's going to be one of those silent transitions, right? When, when the mask mandate is perhaps lifted, it's not that they're going to announce it. I think they're going to embrace the fact that they're not going to politely suggest that their customers wear the mask. I think they just won't talk about it. Yeah, because I fully – and I say that – I'm not saying this flippantly. I fully expect the first time I go to a store without a mask, it will be an accident. It will be something I'm just running in, and I will not have it, and I will go, and I will walk out, and I'll be like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. I didn't – and it didn't matter. I fully expect that to be how it goes down for me. So I'm just kind of, it's going to be the interesting thing, yeah. kind of a re-entry out of this. Yeah, no, and and the re-entry is going to be interesting because I, I just did that the other day, but I had a turtleneck on. And I ran into the store and then I was like, oh my God, I don't have a mask. So I ran back out and I'm digging through the car looking for a mask. And then I didn't have one. I was like, okay, I have a turtleneck and I have a scarf. So I pulled my turtleneck up scarfed myself all up and then went in. And the first thing I went to buy was a mask in there, which I didn't need a mask. And, but we are going to get to that point. Now this is, it was cold out, but we're going to get to a point that we're running into a store and we're not going to have a mask and it's not going to be necessarily mandated. And it is going to be a state by state and people are starting to travel. So they're going from state to state. 
So it's going to be interesting, I think. You don't think – see, because one of the things – I I don't know, and obviously you're the expert, but if you're, if you're a store on a border and mm. your state lifts a mask mandate and the state next door still has it, you don't think we could see some – maybe not – I'm not talking big companies, but we could see some, hey, come shop with us without a mask and see it be a – Oh, that's – yeah, that's an interesting thing because – we also saw it at the start of the pandemic, right? So my state didn't allow manicures and nail salons to be open, right? So manicures weren't being done. But uh, states that border us did. We knew every woman in my area knew that. And so they were driving to the next state to get manicures, pedicures as soon as they figured that out. So I don't know. I don't think it's wise, if retailers are, because it's it's pushing this. Hey, let's let's I don't know. Let's go maskless. If one state has it and one state doesn't, I think that would be very. It's a fine line, right? It's it's almost like maybe you're not thinking about the um, the safety of your your customer as well. So definitely, as a selling point, I think it's going to be one of those things that I. If I'm a retailer, I'm not, I'm not marketing myself that way. I think we are seeing, as the weather gets nicer in this area, <sighs> the vaccines become more and more prevalent. And, oh, by the way, the government's handing out free money. We've got a lot of things converging where the potential, and this is with the caveat that there are no significant setbacks in the fight against the virus and everything. But... We we could be setting up for a bonkers economic picture where people are just throwing money at things to do things, to shop for things. Mm-hmm. Um, do you is the are, are sectors preparing for that? I shouldn't say preparing. Are they anticipating that that things, abs- third and fourth quarter could be really, really good? Yeah, I think they are definitely anticipating that the third and fourth quarter will be very, very good, very lucrative. They are making sure their supply chains are up to snuff and that their products are available. Nothing's worse than people wanting to spend their money, you know, the stimulus checks and everything else that they have and and not be able to, right, not be able to buy what they want to buy. I think travel we're going to see it go up. Already, the travel industry has seen bookings for summer rentals. You can't get places at some place, you know, hotels, Airbnbs are all booked up. So I think we're definitely going to see the spend um, happening. And I hope that brands and companies and marketers are ready for that. Because that would be such a disservice for what we came out of and not to be ready to, to take the money from the consumers that are willing to spend it. Now, when you say to be ready, what do you mean by that? That they actually have the product. If they're selling a good, if they're selling a product, that they have it because supply chain has had a little, has, has had snafus through the pandemic, right? From shutting down plants, having to retool, having not being able to make deliveries and so forth. So they've got to have the product if you're actually selling a physical product. You also need to make sure that you're ready in terms of if you're travel, that you are handling the safety, which 
I think hotels have shown that they are and they're ready for it. So they've got to be ready for that. I think you're going to have a lot of people spending money and a lot of people happy to part with their money and and do some things. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.